Well, hi, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to Caterpillars Beyond the Iron podcast. I'm your host, Rusty Dunn. It is always a privilege to bring you the stories behind the company, meeting the Caterpillar people who make it happen. And today is certainly no exception. I'm excited about this conversation. Joined today by Senior Vice President of Caterpillars Remanufacturing Division, and he is the executive sponsor of Caterpillar's Armed Forces Support Network. And we're going to talk about that. Brian Edwards is here. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good afternoon, Rusty. Good to see you. Yeah, great to have you here at the table. Good to be here. Also excited to have with us Senior Procurement Manager with Caterpillar's Earth Moving Division. He's also the Global Chairman of Caterpillar's Armed Forces Support Network. Ernie Reyes. Ernie, welcome. How are you? Did I get those titles right, I hope? <laughs> well, I, I love this. We're going to get into a number of things here today, but the theme, I think, for this podcast is service matters. And we're going to link that to um, military experience and then pursuing a Caterpillar career and how those two things um, are connected. And I'm not sure if people are aware, but generally in the month of November, we really focus on uh, the fact that our Caterpillar family uh, has a very intentional focus on our military community across the globe who have in the past or are actively serving in their countries. And many of us certainly have family members, friends, people who have direct experience in a service capacity and a very rich heritage of service across many generations impacting our communities where we live and work. And so proud that many of those people are Caterpillar employees. So here we are. Brian, again, great to have you at the table. You and your family have a strong service history, both in the military and with civil service. Talk about that a little bit and why service matters so much to you. Oh, ex absolutely. You know, and first I'll start with that. I was never in the service. You know, I'm not a, a veteran. And so for me, it's been a special honor to represent uh, this part of, of our company being the executive sponsor for the Armed Forces Support Network. And uh, I can't tell you, it's been a humbling experience. I'm so excited to do it. And 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 I'll lead in at least, you know, some of me, my own personal perspective from it as we get through the discussion. But when I think back about service and our family members, mine specifically, uh, both of my grandfathers were in World War II, one of my uncles in Korea, one of my uncles in Vietnam. My father-in-law was uh, in Vietnam and he was in the army. My brother-in-law was in the army and 25 years as a Pennsylvania state police, uh, you know, officer. And, uh, and then lastly, certainly, but not least my wife, Carrie, she, uh, just retired after 20 years of service as a police officer right here in Irving, where our headquarters is at. So ironically just right where she started and and finished in this community and uh so again for me it's i i'm just honored to be part of this and it's it's a really big deal for me uh to to be part of what we do every day to try to help serve our community and the country itself and in, in greater i'll tell you what ernie would you love to be at the dinner table or a holiday dinner at brian's house with all everyone gathered i can just imagine that conversation a lot of stories can be told. oh there have been yeah and, and and you know a lot of it is you got to pry the stories we've talked about this too with many of our veterans uh we have to actually dig to find out they have so many of these stories uh they're so humble that uh many times you really gotta gotta go find these stories and and we're getting better and better at it. And, you know, as uh, when you think about personally, again, uh, as I've come into the the uh, executive sponsorship at, for AFSEN, 
you know, I was immediately able to become, to really get immersed in it. I, I took a trip, Ernie and I went to Houston to the joint base down there where we, uh, the 1 149th attack battalion. And uh, it was just uh, an amazing experience watching what everyone has to do to make a mission. I, they literally went through what steps they would take on a mission and the different individuals and the key roles that had to be played and how critical each person's role is, just like we do all the time here in our world every day, you know, and to be successful in how you have to follow the game plan properly to a T. So, and, and it was really good to do that and be the first experience. And, you know, I, I'll kind of turn it over to Ernie to get a little bit perspective yeah. from him on it. No, I'll tell you, Brian, it was actually very, first of all, thank you for doing so. Um, it showed great commitment to the community, but not only to us, really to the service members that are doing the day-to-day -day job. Um, personally, I found it very interesting when you started looking at the strategy and operation planning that the teams do and tied to the mission statement of what they're doing for national security is very similar to what we do today here in Caterpillar, right, from a corporate strategy and how do we make it happen. Um, but it's great to see that next level down all the way to the mechanics that were supporting the mission statement and really asking them the question, do you understand your purpose and do you understand what you're trying to contribute to? And Brian, I think that was a great experience when we met with those mechanics, right, and had those conversations. They were proud. They were proud to still talk about how they, how they added and contributed to the mission. I love the point about pulling information from someone, and, and I'm sure certain things they may not think about wanting to talk about, but you learn. You always learn something. Um, Ernie is the global leader for the Armed Forces uh, Support Network. You've been in a, a unique position, really, to represent the company, represent CAT in the military community, not just internally. You've been able to engage companies externally, especially recently with your election, and I didn't know this until we were doing some of the research. You're on the Veteran Jobs Mission Advisory Board. So, uh, as a retired service member of the both the United States Navy and the Marine Corps, um, your service history runs very deep. Share a little bit about your your service history, why it's important to carry that forward in the work that you do at Caterpillar and uh, in your dealings with the military community. Great, in unique background, great background. Oh, I appreciate that, Rusty. So I would tell you, I mean, I started out as a Marine. That's my foundation. And when I think about what happened to me when I was a young um young Ernie Reyes trying to come into the military service, there was actually one question I asked myself. I really wanted to see how do I challenge myself, uh, but at the same time, how do I align myself to a higher purpose? And the Marine Corps was a perfect fit. Um, I started out, obviously embraced the Marine Corps culture, which is, you know, when you think about the motto of the Marine Corps, it's very simple. Always, um, always faithful, right? Semper Fidelis. So when you think of that statement, it's more than just you. It's about the team. How do you win as a team to ensure you're bringing your objectives um, to reality, right? So as I continue my journey with the Marine Corps, um, it's very interesting that the, the, when you think about the structure of the Marine Corps, it is very important to teach leadership at all levels, right? So they instill foundations of leadership traits, not only at the senior leadership, but also to the lowest ranking efforts to drive our opportunities to meet the mission. Um, personally, I found that to be exciting because when you put that all together into one, um, tied with your educational background as well as the military allowed me to do. Um, I was able to put that all together into one package personally, and I feel like a lot of service members are in that opportunity to do so as well, right? That adds value to corporations as you transition out. And personally, uh, just to share a little bit of my, my background, the military tested that. They put me in charge of a uh, nuclear submarine as the chief engineer to do a full refurbishment of the entire ship. 
And when you think about that for a second, I kind of laugh because I'm like, here's a Marine about to take over a nuclear submarine. But it was interesting because I was able to really put those skills into action and really test myself in leading not only our military members that are supporting the project, but the non-military folks alike, right? So it, it forces you to drive that diversity and inclusion from all specs of life into achieving a project that's going to support national security. So personally, I, I found my career to be very exciting, very purposeful. Um, it also gave me the opportunity to really put it all together and find a company like Caterpillar, right, where the culture is exactly what I expected from the military. It's that culture of values and commitment to our customers, right? So when I think about that, it was clearly aligned that Caterpillar was a home for me away from the military. And I know transitions from the military into uh, a career uh, like at Caterpillar can be different for everyone. Um, in terms of that preparation, I know it's not a one size fit fits all. What, but would there be a, a tip or two that might be universal for a lot of people as you prepare that? Did change your mindset maybe a little, a little bit? Yes, Rusty. Um, I think one of the biggest thing, and I always say this to everybody I mentor, is proper planning prevents poor performance. That's kind of the first statement I state because um, as you're transitioning out of the military, there's a lot of homework to be done, right? You got to understand. How do you take everything you've learned in your, you know, four years or 20 years of experience, right, um, from where you're at and translate that into adding value to a corporation? It's not very easy to translate. Um, you have to take the time um, to really understand the company's requirements and really drive and highlight your career to meet those. So that's the first thing. It's always doing that prior planning so you can um, have a successful landing. The second part of it is really about being able to um, learn to adapt. Not all cultures are exactly the same, but when you think of the fundamentals of corporate America, they're still aligned to the military. So how do you adapt to your envi new environment? Um, learning how to network, how to get the new support network, just like we do in the military, um, but also find those resources to allow you to continue to learn. The continuous learning uh, mentality in the, in the military made us successful in the military, but it's also a critical piece that's gonna make you successful in corporate America. Um, and the last part that I always tell people that are transitioning out is really find that culture that made you successful. When you start thinking about it, the military is like a family. At the end of the day, there's a network of support that drives you to not only belong to the organization, but also to drive to success, right? To do your best every day. And I always state, whenever somebody's transitioning out, look for a company that supports that. Here in Caterpillar, we have the luxury of having 14 ERGs. Um, employee resource groups yeah. that allow you to have that type of network, um, not only from a military perspective, but all types of backgrounds right, that's coming into Caterpillar. So as you come into the new company, you're able to have that immediate resource to make you feel at home. And what's interesting, and we'll bring Brian into this too, I mean, it, it's we're collaborating now with the dealer community, yes, as, as sort of this uh, unified front for military community attraction. So what an opportunity to pull from uh, the dealer network to collaborate in this way. No, and this, Brian, this is one that I'm very proud of the team here. Um, working with the dealer network has been a great success here for Caterpillar as a whole. When you start talking about the bringing the dealership uh, with Caterpillar Inc. and bringing the United Front um, into the veteran community, it has made our, our presence known um, to veterans that are transitioned, not only the veterans, but their families as well, right? Their families and children. And so when you start thinking of putting that together and simplifying the process of us building the bridge between what the skills translating uh, translation is from the veterans themselves and really tying into the business requirements of Caterpillar and its dealer network, 
Um, now we're able to enable to attract that top talent from this community, which is also tied to our mission statement of trying to grow our service ability to meet our customers' needs. And you think about that, Brian, the need, and, and it is, it's so immense, the need for skilled technicians uh, around the globe. I mean, everywhere. And so with our services growth initiative, this all plays nicely together. This all connects. Oh, a absolutely. And, uh, you know, as you go back in, if, if we back up just a, a second to, to, to really hit on operation frontline, which is what we're calling this work that is being done throughout the community to prepare our service members, former you know, service members that are now in the corporate environment, you know, as veterans, uh, to be able to align with many of the different opportunities that exist out here for us uh, in the in the corporate community. So, as you think about the services growth initiative, which was to double our services uh, by 2026, and the challenges that that have been faced, you know, throughout uh, our entire, in, you know, throughout the entire global environment, uh, as we've roll these things up. I'd say first we think about when we do alignment and we've talked a lot today about how we get uh, and, and we appreciate what our dealer networks have started to do too in this space with supporting us and really trying to align properly with the right outreach. And then when we think about aligning from a business standpoint uh, with the dealer network, it is alignment with the dealer network and the segments without throughout our Caterpillar business on how we help our customers, uh, you know, deliver solutions for their customers. And in the services growth plan, what's been the big challenge uh, is the last mile service piece of it for our, for our dealer partners uh, in the, and in the rebuild space. So when we think about last mile service out there in the field, uh, they've had a huge shortage for several years, and that's the biggest struggle that they face today. And what we've been able to do is identify so many of these skill sets from our military uh, families and that particular veteran resource group that can fill some of those openings uh, in many ways. So I think as we look to, to really be able to supply the right educational background and hands-on technical support, it has been a valuable resource for our, for our dealer network to help fill that. And we're excited about that. It's it's gaining a lot of momentum, and and I believe that uh, you know it as as more and more people understand uh, that these skills are transferable, and we've helped also with uh, even down to resume writing uh, some of the skills and the in the different assignments that our veterans have had in the military that they don't realize fit in corporate America in the, out there in the field in in you know oil fields gas field wherever the the environment takes you they're transferable so that's a lot of the work that that has been done here with with all of the folks that uh, have been in the AFSIN community over the last couple of years that's been a big focus right I, I love that point about transferable skills things that overlap things that I a skill that I had 20 years ago, you can use to this day, and, and it was in a completely different way. So it, it, it's it's uh, really fascinating. I want to look at the, there's a diversity and inclusion angle to this too, um, Ernie and Brian. We recently, the company recently had its second Caterpillar Diversity and Inclusion Conference. Uh, we heard from our chairman and CEO, Jim Umpleby, he talked about the importance of celebrating the power of everyone. And to quote 
uh, Jim. He said at one point during the conference, I firmly believe our diverse backgrounds, experiences, and perspectives help us to do our best work and also helps us make positive changes in the communities where we live and where we work. So when we think about the military community, it's such an opportunity to bring this array of diverse backgrounds into Caterpillar. And, and so maybe comment on that. Ernie, I'll let you start, then we'll go to Brian. Oh, thank you, Rusty. Um, when I look at the military, um, the military really embraces diversity and inclusion. Um, and this is one thing that is critical to building high-performance teams. Um, at the line of work that we do, we need we need to make that a cohesive unit, right? So it's enabling people to not only bring their different backgrounds and thought process to the table, but really embracing what the, the different strengths and weaknesses and understanding how do we help each other become that better team. Um, it's critical, not only for us as a team, but in national security, when you think of the bigger picture. In this transferable to the, to the corporate America, when you think about it, it's those skills that are important, being resilient, being able to be adaptable to Brian's point, right? Being able to be transferable and push them in different different situations and still be successful are critical. Caterpillar is fortunate to have a strong group of people who personally believe that service matters. And quite frankly, when you think about how we continue to see that service level, the volunteerism, it's increasing every day. And the people with post-military service that are supporters in this community, we couldn't do the work without uh, these folks in our military community, without the team. And I'll tell you, many of the volunteers in this ERG, they still volunteer a lot of their time externally as well. And some are members of the Guard and the Reserve units, and really they're still actively participating in, in some of the military obligations that they have along with their responsibilities at Caterpillar. One of the things that I think we've done a great job with as a company, too, is is in supporting these, uh, the ESG-related uh, groups in, in that um, when we, basically, the bottom line is when someone gets deployed, we don't want them worrying about what their job is when they get back here. We, we, we've got a lot of people who have chipped in to try to make sure that these transitions in and out of jobs back to active service and back home are as smooth as possible. And it's a big deal because it it really shows a commitment by the company and the people. Yeah, there's a lot to worry about. So you try to give them one less thing to worry about, per, perhaps, in that. Um, the work of this employee resource group, uh, you know, as well as the other uh, 13 ERGs um, at Caterpillar making this impact on inclusion, uh, so as we wrap up the conversation, Ernie, as someone who's served in combat, you know the, this community well, you know Caterpillar. How would you encourage our listeners out there, uh, inside and outside of Caterpillar, to show their appreciation for service members across the world? So it's pretty close to your heart. Oh, absolutely is. Well, Rusty, I would say as a leader, um, the critical piece here is get to know your people. Really get out there. Um, where their people are at, where they're working, get to know what makes them who they are, understand what's important to them, what drives them, um, because that's the way you're gonna connect and build that trust factor between not only your your organization and your team, but also those around your team members. Um, that's the starting point. When you start targeting your appreciation to these individuals, uh, not only from a sincere perspective of as a leader, but also really caring about their well-being and their families' um, interests, 
you'll start building even more trust outside of your organization. And for me, it's not just the military focus effort. It's about really driving into showcasing an environment of trust, safe zone that we can build as a team. Brian, thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I think ultimately when you think about feeling safe and secure every day for us, that comes at a cost and that's what our veterans provide. And I appreciate it. There's not much more you can say than that. That is a, that is the ultimate service. Absolutely. Great words of wisdom from you both. Good reminders, uh, reminders of how we can support and certainly appreciate the people who are serving on behalf of the country and our Caterpillar employees who have, have served. Uh, thank you both for joining the Beyond the Iron podcast, sharing your, your stories. What a great conversation and opportunity to think about the impact of our service uh, uh, community and, and what the work's going on around Caterpillar by individuals who've served. Uh, as always, always to get, to get the perspective of someone who's walked the walk, it makes a, a, a real difference in having lived that experience. So it's always important to remember we have individuals uh, all around us who have that connection to service in, in one way or another. And to your point, Ernie and Brian, take time to get to know them, learn from them, and you'll clearly see why service matters. So I want to thank you both for, for joining us here today. Thank you. Well, thank you, Russ. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks to all of you for listening today to Beyond the Art Iron. Always appreciate you taking a few minutes to get to know the Caterpillar people like Brian Edwards and Ernie Reyes. More conversations to come on the podcast for now. Be safe in everything you do. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon.